0: Happy April Fool's Day to you all and welcome to another episode of Frankly Speaking. I am your host Larry Frank and I am so happy to have you with us today. Yesterday the NFL held a league meeting and they voted unanimously to add two more teams to the playoffs. So what that means in a synopsis is basically... It's going to go from 12 teams to 14 teams. That'll add two additional wildcard teams, one each in the American and National Football Conferences. So how this will play out is real simple. The number one seed in each conference will receive a bye in the wildcard round. The remaining division champions in each conference with the best records will be seeded 2, 3, and 4 Followed by the next three teams. What does this mean for the NFL? It means a lot more excitement. Not only do you get to add more teams to the NFL playoffs, but now those remaining one or two games at the end of the season, let's say it's a 16-game schedule, 17, whatever they decide to do, these teams aren't going to be resting their players now because only one team from each conference is going to get a bye, whereas before it was the top two seeds in the conference would get a bye. So these games now become very, very important at the end of the season. Um, They said the wild card weekend for 2020 season will now consist of three games on Saturday, January 9th, And three games on Sunday, January 10th. So you're going to have some more games to watch. I think this is terrific. The only thing that didn't make sense yesterday when they were talking about um, expanding the playoffs and adding more teams, they're actually going to try doing one of these games on Nickelodeon and try to cater to a younger crowd. So I thought that that was really, really interesting with the NFL. So some great, great news. Um, love to hear your opinion on what you think about the NFL expanding their playoffs. You can reach me on our message link at the end of this show. You can go to franklyspeaking528 at gmail.com. Go to our Twitter page at Larry Frankus. That's with the U.S. at the end. And let, let us know what you think. Do you think it's good for football? Do you think it's bad for football? What, what, what is your take on this? I actually think it's very, very good for football. Um, we're going to stick on football a minute. If you had not heard yesterday, I guess the whole Tom Brady, Godwin thing, Down in Tampa, Chris Godwin has decided to give up his uniform number 12 to Tom Brady. And now Godwin will be wearing number 14 during the season. And it's amazing because supposedly he did it for nothing. You know, usually when a player wants to switch a uniform number with another player, there's usually some negotiation, whether it's, money, or whatever it might be. But in this case, uh, Godwin said he did this out of respect. And as far as the uniforms go, uh, the Buccaneers have announced that on Tuesday, April 7th, they will be revealing their new uniforms. I can only imagine. You know, the Buccaneers in previous history had had some weird uniforms. If you remember the Buccaneers of the 70s uh, they had those creamsicle look like ice cream creamsicles, uh, you type colored uniforms that they wore back then, and actually some people really like them and would like them to come back to those uniforms. But next week we will see what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uniform look like once again for those of you fans listening. That will be Tuesday, April seventh. Now. NFL also announced that they will be announcing the actual dates of the schedule on May 9th. And let me explain that to you. If you want to know who your team is playing next year in the NFL, you can do that right now. You just go to Google, put your team in and put, uh, you know, 2020 opponents It'll tell you who you, pl- what opponents you're playing, which teams you're playing at home, and which teams you are playing away. The only thing they do not have is the dates. Every year they seem to wait until after the NFL drafts to actually put the dates of the games. And this year, it's they already announced it. On May 9th, they will be announcing the dates and the times of those specific games that your team is playing. So great news there. Uh, You know, I thought it was interesting. We were just talking about Godwin and Brady. And, you know, Gene Deckerhoff, if you live in the Tampa Bay area, has been the voice of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers ever since I can remember. And, you know, it's no surprise that the entire Tampa Bay fan base is in hysteria having Tom Brady uh, as a new quarterback. And they did a new hype video that I, I have to definitely play for you.
1: Here's the snap to Brady, goes toward the end zone.
0: That's ball,
1: Touchdown, Buccaneers. Here's the snap. Brady is going to get past those long pass the outfield. Hotball at the twenty-five. Mike Evans. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Grady surveys the field. Throws a post-rally. Caught ball. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Cameron, great. Grady looking back, looking over the middle. Goes up, cross. It's a caught ball. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. but Grady drops the throw. Gets the pass away. Dart shot. Caught ball first down the 20. Outside the numbers. God with the 10. 5, three, two, 1. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Fire the cannon. Grady under pressure. Gets
0: the pass away. Caught ball.
1: Evans. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Fire the cannon.
0: Let me ask you, how cool is that? Is that just a great video? That's their hype video, and I want to thank WDAE out of Tampa, Florida, 620 AM, 95.3 FM, for sharing that video with us. Uh, when we come back from break, we're going to talk a little baseball and about an individual who I think, he came out yesterday Best, Alice Rodriguez, and Larry's going to tell you, Larry being me, how much of a hypocrite he thinks this individual is.
1: Respect for talented superstars and really good people. Kurt came out and said that he feels there will be no football, college, or the NFL thinks there's no way because of the coronavirus on the other side reese davis was on first take and he shared his opinion where he's optimistic he believes that somewhere down the line that's a long way off and it's a little premature in making that decision well i proposed a question a question i had it on twitter i ask you right now people that are listening psychologically and emotionally. If they made an announcement, say two months, and they said it is okay now to go to a stadium and watch a game, but they don't give you a definite statement about that there's a vaccine, that there's total clearance, they said probably it is safe because the curve has flattened out. Would you go to a game? I think a lot of people, I know I would, I feel in my heart that I'd be a little afraid here, probably it's clear, it'd have to be to me up the vaccine. It would have to be a situation where a Dr. Fauci stood calm and stood there, a man I have great admiration for, read a little bit about his background, it's unbelievable, and that's a man that we should be listening to, but if he said it is okay, no problem, that's a different story, but if it leaves the door open that they're not sure yet in any shape or form, I think there's no way that I know I would sit in the stand. So the question is, feel. And then also today, I had an interview with a writer who called me up, Chris Anderson. He's an outstanding writer here in the Sarasota area. And he asked a really good question that I couldn't answer. He said to me, What is happening? I'm wondering. Well, Not the coronavirus patients, but what about the other patients in the hospital, like little kids? He said, Dick, I know you've visited, he said to me, a number of kids over the years. Are their parents allowed to visit them in the hospital? I didn't know the answer to that. A really good question, because I mean, emotionally and psychologically, a five-year-old, six-year-old child battling cancer in a hospital whose mom and dad can't come in to visit them, that would be a nightmare, a nightmare. So I did a little research. I don't know about every hospital probably has their own uh, regulations, but here at All Children's Hospital, where they really do a great job taking care of youngsters, their rule is this, one parent at a time, and the parent has to be totally healthy, that they would check him out thoroughly to make sure he's healthy. But that is really what the situation, this thing has been such an unbelievable thorn in so many people's hands, unreal what it's done to so many families as we know, the lost life, people ill, people can't, and, and I can't say enough, I saw a video yesterday, or a tape actually, and an interview with a doctor, and what they go through. My God, I tip my hat to all those doctors, the nurses, the first responders, the people involved, like are unreal. The people working in the intensive care units, working shifts, 13, 14 hour shifts. Unbelievable, hearts gotta go out to them. So keep praying, we're gonna pray and pray that our experts somewhere along the line, we're gonna find that vaccine. That vaccine, because we're gonna win this battle. We're gonna win this battle, it's gonna take time, and it's like a war. We are unfortunately, they're losing some beautiful people, but I think ultimately America will unite all of us, all of us together, and that's what we have to have out there, even the political leaders who make decisions, all unite Democrats, Republicans, forget agendas, forget about what you believe in politically, right now just believe in helping, helping find a cure by turning it over to the experts and giving them all the dollars they need to go out there and get the cure for this dreadful disease so we can all return to normalcy. I pray for that every night, and I'm sure you do as well.
0: Welcome back to Frankly Speaking. I want to remind you all that if you have any questions, concern topics that you would like to speak about or have me speak about on this show, please contact me at franklyspeaking528 at gmail.com, or you can reach us at our Twitter page at Larry Frankis, that's with the U.S. at the end. We also have a message link right on this podcast so on this podcast, you can ask any voice message you want. We'll actually put your voice name and where you're from on the account if you do it on the voice link. Uh, want to come back and talk a little bit about baseball as one of our poll? Excuse me, one of our email questions. We'll get to uh, shortly, uh, but. Last night, I got to admit, watching some of these baseball games are just incredible. Um, Some of these old games that MLB Network, YouTube, uh, ESPN are showing is just amazing. And if you missed it last night, it happened to be the game that brought baseball back after the 9-11 tragedy. And they went ahead, and what a great job. Interviews with players, uh, you know, Liza Minnelli doing New York, New York, and everything. And it was one moment in that game that solidified the entire night and reunited the city of New York. I'm going to play a three-minute clip here that I think you all will enjoy. Uh, did I do it? Yes. Oh. Did it make me the... Excuse me right there. Having a little technical difficulty with our stuff. Let's get it right here. Oh. All right, we're going to go and try to get that right on for you. I apologize, fans.
1: Ten days ago, people around the globe were shocked and saddened by the tragic events that unfolded here in New York City, in Washington, D.C., and outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Nobody knew what the right time was or if it was the right time to come back. People wanted to find refuge in baseball, in a crowd, and, and being around other people. It has a tendency to kind of ease the pain a little bit when you have that support group. Tonight we come together for the first regular season professional sporting event in New York City since Tuesday, September 11th.
0: It was an important sign of uh,
1: normalcy returning to America. You know, my thoughts at that time that I think about it were that uh, if anybody was going to see me, they're going to see me. Joyful and being proud. It was different. They weren't such an enemy after all for maybe 10 minutes. Once the game started, it was again. The odds is going to be the battle. And here's the man the Mets won up in this spot down a run late in the game. It was almost like a blur to me, it was almost like a dream, sort of surreal. Baseball, nothing in one. We, as athletes, in a sense, have uh, some sort of ability to focus. We try to revert back to that, and I try to sort of find that and and say, man, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm got to cry, but I gotta do my job. So I was torn. Marseille has seen Piazza four times previously. Mike, one for four against him. Just had to basically dig down deep and do whatever we could to get out there and do our jobs. Wants it away. And
0: it's a deep to left center. Andrew Jones on the run. This one has a chance. The run by Piazza. And the next lead, three People obviously found it a way to find some sort of joy or happiness or inspiration, you know. But, but for me, again, I try to keep it in perspective. This place
1: exploded. It's been waiting to explode all Crowd was ready. They wanted to shout and scream all night. And boy, did they get an opportunity from Mike Yonza. Well, it was a great, great ending, you know, storybook ending. Uh, The home team coming back, uh, playing in front of uh, an emotional crowd. Shea Stadium has something to smile about.
0: That was an unbelievable, unbelievable moment. I I still remember like it was yesterday, and you want to talk about having a tear in your eye. That was Shea Stadium, baby. It was so loud, the stadium was rocking. It, It was just something the entire country needed, especially New Yorkers, and just an unbelievable, unbelievable night. And I want to thank these... TV stations. You know, it's tough enough for them right now without any live sports going on. And they're just picking these most unbelievable games to watch. And I could watch that game all night. Just incredible. As we get into some other baseball news, the Toronto, in Toronto, Canada, they have extended their social distancing um date two i believe the end of june june 30th which is definitely going to make it real difficult for major league baseball if they should decide to start the season before then what this means basically is that if major league baseball decides to go ahead and start the season let's say in early june they, as of now, would not be able to play any home games till basically the beginning of July in Toronto, or they would have to move those games to, let's say, their uh, spring training site in Dunedin, Florida. So that came out yesterday afternoon that the city of Toronto decided to do that. Now, before we went to break, I told you there was a definite, definite situation that happened where yesterday, Paul LaDuca called out Alex Rodriguez, saying Alex Rodriguez was fake. Uh, He even went as far as attacking J-Lo for comment do with her sitting in a Fiat that you would never see her sit in a Fiat just blatantly attack attack him and his girlfriend. And yes, A-Rod did steroids. We all know the story behind A-Rod. A-Rod has become just a terrific gentleman. He has done a lot with his life He saved a lot of his money, probably the most intelligent, uh, one of the most intelligent baseball minds around. You know, Paul LaDuca, let me ask you a question. Did you do steroids? Did I do it? Yes. Did it make me the player I am? Not one bit. I got hitting records that will never be broken in Arizona state. My
1: my numbers between Barry Bonds and Reggie Jackson and
0: I'm 5'8" and they- nobody wanted to face me with a guy on third and nobody out. So when people come at me and say it defined my career, they're out of their mind. Here's the thing. I never took it once during the season, and I never
1: tested positive. It was originally happened when I got run over at home plate in 1995. I broke my collarbone, and it went from there. And when people say stuff like that, they don't know. When Jose Canseco says stuff like guys were shooting up Morocco, that's
0: moronic. Do I regret what I did? Yes, we all do at some point. But then hold the standard the same. You know, Robin Hood believes now is the time to do money without the commission fees and account. As far as Paul LaDuca goes, the guy's a liar. I'm going to tell you right now, this is nothing but blatant jealousy on Paul LaDuca's part. He needs to learn to shut his mouth. A-Rod has done nothing wrong with LaDuca. Laduka did the same thing. I don't care how many times you did steroids, Paul LaDuca. You still did it, which makes it no difference than what A-Rod did. The only issue you have is that he has become a lot more successful of an individual than you will ever be. Not only is he one of the best analysts and best baseball minds in the game, he's talking about now possibly owning with his beautiful wife, Jennifer Lopez, the New York Mets. You know, you never heard, you know, you just didn't do steroids, my friend. You cheated on your wife. You were 34 years old. Ended up with a 19-year-old woman. Okay? You don't hear about that with A-Rod. You don't bring that up when you talk about who's a better man. He's not fake. You're fake. And the damn problem with it is that you can't take it that he has become a hell of a lot more successful than you. You know, you just need to learn... At certain times, to keep your mouth shut and stop being the jerk you've been since you've come into Major League Baseball. We'll be back right after this message. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Larry Frank. I'm your host of Frankly Speaking. And every single day of every single week of every single month, we get hungry. We have to eat breakfast, lunch, dinner, whichever meals it is that we eat. Why not help a small restaurant who is currently out there suffering basically because of this coronavirus? If you want to get out there, you want to help someone, you want to make them feel good, these are the places you might go throughout the year when they were open. It may be a sports bar that takes care of you on every Sunday when you watch your NFL football game. They bring you cold brews. They bring you nice hot chicken wings. Let's get out there. Let's help support them. Understand this, folks. You ordering a delivery or carry-out order from these people could be the difference between them making it or closing it down. Let's help them out. Thank you for your support. Welcome back to Frankly Speaking. I want to remind you that tomorrow we will be celebrating a little March Madness. This would have been the weekend coming up. Of the Final Four. So, we're going to do a little tribute to my buddy Bruce Pearl at Auburn. We're going to play a little video tomorrow about their unbelievable comeback last year and their run to the Final Four. And then we're going to have special guest, uh, former USF Bull uh, basketball player and former James Madison University assistant coach Ryan Cardock. Will be joining us live tomorrow to talk a little bit about NCAA basketball, March Madness, and we'll go a little bit, we're gonna go over his career as well, and one of the biggest plays of his career that I remember very well. So, tomorrow that's Ryan Coddock. Please, you don't wanna miss this episode. Now, we were talking some baseball, and I think I've calmed down a little bit about that jerk Leducca. Uh, But one of our listeners we've talked about previously, we talk a lot about uh, whether it be the Red Sox, the Yankees, the Rays. We, We do a lot of discussion about the American League East, especially me being a Rays fan. And a guy named Mike from Bronx, New York, actually wrote in on our email, and once again, if you have a question, you can do the same thing on franklyspeaking528 at gmail.com, or leave a message here on our message link on this podcast, but he said, Larry, do you really believe that the Rays will beat out the New York Yankees in the American League East? Very simple question, I've answered it before, but I understand the question, uh from my New York friend Mike over there in the Bronx. Yes, I do. You know, the Yankees always find a way. You got to give a lot of credit to Aaron Boone. You know, my favorite player on that team for years has been Brett Gardner. I think he's the heart and soul of that team. And yes, everybody talks about Aaron Judge and Joe Carlos Stanton And all these other players. But you got to remember, this team is hurting. And they're hurting in the pitching area. The most important position in baseball. Paxson's out. CeCe's gone. I think Jermaine was suspended or something happened with him. They got no pitching. You look at the Tampa Bay Rays. They possibly got... I want to say maybe the best starting six in baseball. You know, teams only usually go with five starters, but they got potentially six. They got Snell. They got Morton. They got Klass now. They got Yarbrough. They got Sharinos. They got two-way player Brendan McKay that nobody talks about. This team is deep in pitching, and that goes without saying about the young studs. You know, you got Brandon Lau, Austin Meadows. They just got uh, Martinez and Renfro to add to the mix. They got Willie Adamas who came into his own last year. This team is going to be good. And that's not even talking about Kevin Kiermaier on defense. Now, their bullpen is, the Yankees' bullpen is better than, right now, than the Rays. I will give them that. The problem with the Rays is they have a decent bullpen. They got, uh, you know, Nick Anderson's over there. Um, I'm not sold on Castillo there, and I'm not sold on Alvarado. And I think the big thing that Kevin Cash has to do, and I mentioned this before, is if the Rays want to be a championship team, they have to. They have to identify a closer. A closer by committee, you know, I hate to say it won't work because Kevin Cash proves everybody wrong all the time, but it's just not the formula, in my opinion, for success. I mean, they got depth. I mean, this team is unbelievable. When you look out, Wendell, and what, they got Yandy Diaz as well. They got Robinson. Uh, they got, uh, let's not forget Yoshi, the guy from, uh the uh Japanese ball player who was a power hitter over there. This team is good. Th- anything less than a World Series for this team, a World Series championship this year is going to be a failure if they this is their best opportunity to win. Like I said, they're one position away. Yes, you got to play the games. But they're one position away from winning, and it's not catcher. I think you're going to see Zanino come back this year. He was hurt a lot last year, and I was a big Travis Darno fan. It is a closing picture. Before I let everybody go, I want to let you know that this is actually the anniversary. You know, I grew up in Long Island. When I was younger, I was a huge Islander fan. I lived on the island during the glory years of the New York Islanders. And today is the anniversary, April 1st, of Mike Bossy scoring his 50th goal as a rookie for the New York Islanders. So I just wanted to get that point out. We don't talk a lot of hockey right now with hockey not going on, but I just remembered that happened today. Want to remind all of you Ryan Coddock will be joining us tomorrow, a former USF Bull player and James Madison University assistant coach um, to talk a little bit about NCAA. Want to also remind you that. If you have any questions, thoughts, concerns, just like Mike did from the Bronx there, and you want to talk about it on my show, that's what I'm here for. This is for you, the fans, for you to decide what you want me to talk about. Like I said, we're definitely at a time here where we don't have a lot of things going on in the sports world where we can talk about unless there's a topic that you bring up. Please, I encourage you, I ask you to please go to franklyspeaking528 at gmail.com. Leave a message on my link. If you want to do a sponsorship, a donation, keep us going. We're getting big. We're going to get bigger. I'll see you tomorrow.